So it's a pleasure to welcome Doug Edwards from Watchtower. Today we're going to be talking about how the business operates within the industry and some of the sectors that it operates in. As a way of getting started, Doug, can you just give me a brief understanding about you, the business and, and what you do? Yeah, no problem, Matt. Well, my background is long and varied. Been in security and various guises since 2008. Prior to that, I was a director in a recruitment business for about 20 years before and we sold that in 2008. I, I took a change of direction uh, and ended up in, in security. Initially set up a couple of Guardian businesses in the UK, set up one for VPS, then ended up working in the, the wider VPS group. And from there did a couple of interim jobs and ended up at Watchtower. We're part of uh, Mosaic World, which is a European-wide sort of property business. Operate in about six or seven countries, Europe, so Finland, Sweden, Belgium, Holland, Germany, France, and the UK. And I think they've just got something in Spain as well. So. Fantastic. You've only been there a short time, haven't you? I've only been there four or five months, yes. Enjoyed it? Yeah. yeah you, enjoyed can, it. you can say what you want, Tony. I can edit no, it. No, no, I, I actually am enjoying it. <laughs> It's, no. uh, it's good. It's a, it's a bit of a, um incestuous network, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, when, when, there's, two, there's two things. Once you're in, you can't get out. Yeah. One, because it's great company and everything yeah. else, but generally I just love the, the, the industry and how it sort of, well, we, we all look after each other, but mm. yeah, well, yeah, once you're in, you're definitely in. You ain't getting out. Absolutely. <laughs> and you wouldn't want it to be fair, so. Well, it's, so it's always done me good. I've always felt. You know, the, yeah. you know, we've come through a, a, a couple of recessions and all that sort of stuff, and I just thought it's always been an industry, and it's not to look at the bad side, but it's always been an industry that's always carried on. You get a big recession, people are not buying offices, they're coming down, they, they need protecting, and you know, technology is the best way to protect them going forward. Because Definitely, yeah. I always think as well, I've said it for a while, security is almost, almost seen by some of the clients as a distress purchase yeah uh, that they're forced down the route with the insurer you've got to do it they would probably think i'll be all right if we don't do it and some of them do take that risk and come to us about six months down the line can we have a couple of alarms can we have a couple of towers because we've been broken into yeah uh, yeah and w what did you lose oh we lost a dump truck this that another quarter of a million pounds worth of gear or on the other side of it, they've got a quarter of a million pounds worth of fly tipping to clear out the warehouse. All yeah. because they thought, oh, I'll save a couple of hundred quid. Yeah. I, I, I think that's still true to this day, where people will look and say, can I skimp and save on that? Yeah. And ideally, you know, if you were doing it for your own house, you wouldn't do it. You, you'd put, put it in straight away and you'd put yeah. the best. But when you use someone else's money, they think they're trying to save a penny here and there. Nine times out of ten, it's, it doesn't work. Uh, it's like uh, fire. You have to have fire protection within an office. It's it's You right. can't open up without it. But with security, it's that reaction, well, we've just been broken into, now we need to have mm. security. If you'd have done it from the start, you'd have been fine. The more enlightened they want to get the security and come to us after they've been broken into, you know next year their insurance premium has just gone through the roof. Definitely, yeah. And the way insurance is going up, I had a pet insurance quote recently and a car insurance, and we're both double. And that's, uh, I mean, no claims have gone up, but me, I always thought that would come down. down yeah, it's yeah. gone shot up. So business insurance is going to be the same, particularly if you've just had a warehouse broken into and X, Y, and Z yeah. stolen. Yeah, your, yeah, pr yeah. your premium next year has gone up by a lot more than the cost of our security pr provision for the month. So how have you seen the security industry evolve um, over the past few years and the emerging trends uh, with your, I suppose, current uh, yeah. observing it? I mean, I think for me, when I first started in the security industry, it was you're looking at 
there was a lot of security officers on site and, and the trend of, the, of that has been coming down and there's still hundreds of thousands of them uh, and there always will be but people are looking at technology to replace guards so if you take a tower it's probably 20 percent the cost of a guard and it never goes asleep it doesn't yep. you know so you could have three or four towers on a site for the cost of less than half a guard yeah and if some sites where the five or six guards are reducing the guards down and supplementing that with technology and i think that's a trend that started a few years ago and, and it's still driving forward the pandemic everybody started working from home yep and people say there's a drive back but there's, there's a drive back to smaller offices so a lot of the bigger offices they're still sat empty so there's a trend there where you got to secure them uh, and the best way to do that again is technology whether that's a tower a box an ajax alarm but that that trend is going up so that i think there's more voids as well yeah trend there's more voids. people are building older buildings are being decanted they've been left empty they've got to be looked after because you know you know your thieves and what have you are in there stripping the copper out when they get caught they, they confront the guards so I think those companies are looking at can we supplement this with technology as well because it, it, it takes the risk away from the guards getting assaulted. Yeah. Long may it continue if it's technology driven because we're on the technology side. I think, it, as you said earlier, yeah, things aren't... Uh, technology doesn't sleep. No. You know, and um, and nothing against guards. Not, not saying the guards going to go to sleep at two no. in the morning, but... Yeah. You know, we all get tired, yeah. <laughs> and we're all human. We, we, you know, we can fall ill or anything else. But yeah, uh, yeah back to the technology bit. Towers when they first started, it was, you know, you needed to have a recorder on site. You needed to have, you know, yeah. four cameras at least on there, a, a speaker, a, a, a this or that. Now, you know, like you guys, you put a thermal camera. It does the heat detection, mm. so you've got the analytical bit there that it will only detect the, the heat. Uh, you know, you, you're sending that back via a, a, a router and that's back into your monitor station and, and instantly being monitored yeah i mean back yeah. back in the early days that the biggest problem for any arc monitoring the tower was false alarms because there was there's hundreds of them yep uh, and we have a client say well set up grid lines detection so well, you still get false alarms of a bag or something blows through you got it's a false alarm so like you said we, we generally detect on thermal you know, you're not going to get branches setting up, not unless it's on fire. On fire yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a bigger issue probably for the yeah. client than, than there's a false alarm or a branch on fire. But it, it, it picks it up. And the next thing that we, we're looking at is AI, putting AI into everything. And they've done that with some of the cameras that they're deployed in Switzerland. And the false alarms have dropped by 99%. Wow. So it was phenomenal. I think they had one... Over the 12 cameras deployed in this village in Switzerland that, that's had a, a mudslide and to put the cameras in to stop looters going in and okay. to, to protect it. Uh, and basically there was a wild cat was one that was flogged. That was a false alarm, but the heat signature was quite close to humans. So right. Price knows what size the cat was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the big boy. Yeah. And, but again, that AI is reducing the false alarm. The thermals are reducing it when you detect it on thermal, but putting AI, it just brings it right the way down yeah. again. So in your experience, what are the most significant challenges that the organisations in your sector face? How is Watchtower addressing these challenges? I think one of the biggest challenges is getting over 
the client, the end users, sort of, not apathy is the wrong word, but it, we touched on earlier, but that distressed purchase and actually bringing it to the fore. And, and I think there's a lot going on at the minute in terms of news, cost of living crisis, people breaking in, shoplifting that we talked about as an example, but site theft and copper theft. So clients are a lot more, but also there's the health and safety element. Yep. If kids are starting to get on the site and you know break the leg, who's responsible? Well, actually it's the site owner. What have you done to stop them getting on? And if they haven't done enough, they're, they're responsible. So having the towers there, the technology, a decent perimeter fencing as well, all of those helps. So that, that's one challenge. The other challenge we touched about is reducing false alarms. Because you know you, you talk to whatever arc, the amount of false alarms that used to come in from True. towers through the roof, like you mentioned, leafs, shopping bags, yeah, yeah, yeah. branches. Uh, and again, reducing that with AI. Uh, and I, and I, one of the challenges, we, well, it's not a challenge that we face, it's, it's a challenge the industry faces, is downtime in the winter when you're using solar towers. Because regardless of what you say, if you're not getting enough sunshine, the batteries are not getting, the towers will go offline. Yep. You know, what we do with our towers, as I said earlier, at the premium end, they've all got methanol generators on board. So they will, sun's not shining, battery's low, Generator kicks in, powers the tower, charges the battery, and then it cuts off. Battery sees it through the night. Sun shines again tomorrow, charges the battery up again. If it gets low, generator kicks in, charges it. And they basically run for six months. So we, we can guarantee uptime. Right. All the time. Say all the time, probably 99%, because you know, if it's doing an upgrade, it'll go down for 30 seconds, what have you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's not reliant purely on solar. Uh, we're working with developments to try and get to a pure solar version. Uh, that'll involve lithium batteries and they're not cheap, but they'll be cheaper than putting a generator in. Do you yeah. think one of those generators costs five, between five and eight grand, depending on which one you go on? So that's why the towers can't be at the, at the real bottom end of the market because you've got that additional investment that needs to be paid for of course yeah yeah but your client is getting that peace of mind and i think the biggest challenge is getting that across to some of the customers that you know some towers are more equal than others it's not all the whole towers are not equal yeah they always saying you know ours will run forever we had a tower at the weekend came in with a low fuel alert so that basically we, we set it so we've got a month now to get out to that tower and get a new drum of fuel into it. Bags of time. It's not a panic, but we get the clients, oh, it's had a low fuel alert. Don't, don't worry, it's got a month left. Yeah. We, we, we deliberately set it so it gives us bags of time. Because the last thing you want, your low fuel alert is going to run out tomorrow. Security often involves collaboration between different entities. How does Watchtower sort of foster the partnerships? Yep. Uh, the collaboration within the security industry? I mean, you know, who do you want to work with? Who do you work with? How does it work? Well, we want to work with as many people as possible. We're <laughs> happy to collaborate with anyone. But the, the biggest collaboration we have, obviously, is your ARC provider. You've got to have a good relationship with those guys. But also, we were talking earlier about the towers are a premium tower. And we want to collaborate with as many installers as possible. Now, some of the smaller installers haven't got... 10, 15, 20 grand to go and buy half a dozen or a dozen towers. We've got plenty of stock. So what we want, 
rather than selling them at retail price, we also have a reseller model. So the more collaborations we can get with, with smaller and medium, even larger installers, we're happy to work with those guys. We'll provide them the tower. It's their customer. You know, NDAs, we don't touch their customer. We'll supply you the staff. We'll monitor it through our monitoring centers. And, and that gives the, the installers another string to their bow that they might not have had. You know, and that sort of collaboration is important to us. You get lots of end customers will have a, a nightly patrol of the site. Yep. Uh, seven nights a week for the patrol. Having an actual tower there is probably cheaper than having a guard rock up at three o'clock in the morning and saying everything was fine. Yep. Well, what happens at four? What happens at two when, the, when they're not there? So you, you, th those guys could actually have a tower on site for less than they're paying for someone to do a patrol. Especially and like you say, it's 24-hour monitored. Yep. You've also then got the option of if something did go off, you can get a response team out there within you know, a set period of time. And especially if, if, yeah, if you're only reacting to the, the, the alarm that's coming in. So the, yes, the, the cameras trigger the alarm, it goes to the demolition yeah. station, and your, your guard that's doing the patrol is on a site A, B and C, and he's four miles away, yeah. just because he's doing a, you know, yes, the, the site is okay, now he gets an alarm from... Yeah, the monitoring station. Oh, well, hang on a second. I'm not anywhere near. But if you could be centralised and only reacting to the alarms, the towers, the guarding, all works together, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Looking ahead into 2024 and beyond, what do you envision the future of the security industry? And how is Watchtower positioning itself to adapt with these changes? The need for security is not going to go away. And I think the need for technology and security is only going to get bigger. We're having a new push this year as well, so we want to get as many installers on board. But actually, from a technology point of view, I think there'll be advancements. You get the latest TV, you get the latest camera. Three weeks later, there's a better one. Technology's moving at a pace. On that note, Doug, thank you very much for joining no us. It's been a pleasure. Thank uh, you. Thanks for having me. Mm -hmm.